Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program. Glad to have you with us today and it's a vacation week for me so no show on Monday. Not planning a show unless there's some news later in the week on Friday and then the Louisville Bats have a day game on Wednesday. So a few days off this week. Definitely with you today Tuesday. Definitely coming back with you on Thursday and uh, great to be with you because we've got a lot to catch up on here in our hour to talk IU basketball and sports from a local perspective in southern Indiana. Uh, a lot of news yesterday. Hoosier hysteria set for October 7. That is big news with all the excitement surrounding the IU basketball program at this still early juncture of the offseason. Also a big game set, another big piece to the non-conference schedule for Indiana, and that's a Gavit Games matchup against Xavier. We'll have more on both of those topics coming up here uh, in just a moment and throughout the hour, but glad to have you with us today. Again, uh, we are getting ready to wrap up the month of June. We're getting ready to wrap up a month of summer league basketball. We're getting ready to enter the month of July, which means all sort of recruiting activities, college coaches on the road, some of the very big tournaments where these coaches will flock to the best, the Nike Peach Jam down in Augusta, that area, North Augusta, actually, uh, will be the focal point of the month of July. So uh, it's the off season. Things are a little slow. There's a lot of excitement about IU basketball. There's always plenty to talk about on a local sports perspective here in Southern Indiana. And uh, but it's gonna it's gonna have some interesting things this coming month. So glad to have you with us today. Let's look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments. We'll have our headlines for this June 28th. Hoosier Hysteria, Gavit tip-off games matchup against Xavier. Some interesting Trace Jackson Davis. I won't call it news, but maybe a projection for him in the NBA draft uh, next year. We'll talk about that. Also, Drew Ellis, former Jeffersonville and University of Louisville baseball standout. Uh, we told you last week he was uh, put out by the Diamondbacks for pickup by another major league club. He was picked up by the Mariners organization went to Tacoma, their AAA club in Washington as well, and got a chance over the weekend to be called up and start for the Mariners. So we'll tell you about that and a few other local topics coming up here. I uh, want to recap summer hoops, and I'll tell you about a team in the area that I think might lead the way next season after all the summer league games I was a part of. We had 360-some-odd summer league games the first two and a half months, uh, two and a half weeks of June. And I'll tell you a couple kind of closing thoughts there as we close out high school hoops in the offseason here in the month of June. 
Segment two, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins. We'll go through the Xavier matchup, Hoosier hysteria, maybe get into some recruiting with him as well. Talk all the IU basketball stuff that you want to talk about today. And then later in the show, kind of a special segment today for me specifically. So bear with me. It may not be the, the most newsy segment or have all the great topics you may want to talk about right now or hear about right now. But Mike Pegram of the Pigs.com website, who's been with us every Tuesday, basically since this show began some seven or eight years ago, announced his retirement last week. And as we get ready to head into July, his uh, time at Pigs, that website named after him, will come to a close. And, you know, IU fans are spoiled because you've got websites and radio shows and blogs and forums and so many places where fans are very, very engaged, where you can get the very latest from a lot of different viewpoints each and every day. But really, the Pigs website was the original. There were not all these recruiting websites. There were not all of these college-specific team websites years ago. Mike was the original. That's why I always call him the original on the show, the original Pigs. And so he's been a great personal friend to me. Uh, I'm 38 years old, and when I was, I don't know, 15, 14, 13, just getting in to all of the basketball stuff, so much of it that I still do today, a lot of the foundation comes from Mike and his willingness to take a young guy with him to some of these events and let him tag along. And so my final segment will be our last chat with Pigs on this program as his retirement kicks in in July. I'm not saying that Mike won't join us occasionally uh, if there's a coaching change or some great success from this IU basketball program to talk about things from a historical perspective because no one has been around and covered IU basketball on a daily basis uh, really over the last 25 years or so like Mike Pegram of Pigs.com. So he's with us for what I'm calling a tribute segment later in the show today. And, boy, we sure appreciate Mike uh, just with this show, what he's done coming on. He's not the guy that gives you the big, long-winded answers. Uh, he doesn't always say things in the most interesting format. But when Mike talks, people listen uh, because Mike has a great barometer and lots of good connections in Bloomington for what's going on with IU basketball and football and all the programs there on the IU campus. That's the lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Also a reminder, the Thornton's text line is open. That's a great way for you to communicate with me, communicate with our guests during the show. If there's a topic or player, whether it be IU or local, that you want to talk about, shoot us a text. That number is 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. That is the Thornton's text line. And as you'll hear during our commercial breaks, it's summer cash bash at Thornton's. Each week, one lucky refreshing rewards member will win $10,000 all summer long with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. All you got to do is open your refreshing rewards app on your phone and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. You can even earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more items using your Refreshing Rewards card. Uh, not a member? No problem. All you got to do is text the word REWARDS to 80313. That's 80313 today. Just a couple other quick reminders before we get too far into the show. With you today, definitely back with you on Thursday. 
Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall and Providence coach Ryan Miller are going to join the show in that hour. Possibly back Friday, if there's anything newsworthy to talk about, we'll take you into the weekend with a Friday show as well. But no show on Wednesday for sure because we've got a Louisville Bats day game with Nick Curran, the voice of the Bats here on the Big X Sports Radio. Let's get into our headlines for today. The big news, Hoosier Hysteria officially announced for October 7. The release came out yesterday morning from IU Athletics. So the men's and women's programs will take place uh, in Hoosier Hysteria, as always, Friday, October 7 at Assembly Hall. This is a little different. There's a lot of excitement here about the upcoming year. The IU women have had two terrific seasons back-to-back and a program that's really been building strong for the last four or five seasons. And the IU men coming off a good year a season ago, year two for Mike Woodson, lots of off-season projections that this team could be a Big Ten favorite. In fact, most people have them at this early part of the offseason as the Big Ten favorite. So I applaud IU Athletics. They're doing something a little different this year. Uh, Hoosier Hysteria will be homecoming weekend, so you've got the basketball event sometime on Friday evening after the homecoming parade, we're told, but no specific time has been announced. We do know the event will, like always, last 90 minutes. And, uh, of course, on Saturday, October 8th, the homecoming football game against Michigan, which will be a really big challenge this year for IU football. So that will be a huge weekend in Bloomington. You better book your room now if you're planning to get Hoosier Hysteria and stay for the Saturday homecoming game against Michigan. Uh, The announcement yesterday, it sounds like Hoosier Hysteria is going to be pretty much par for the course with what we've come to expect in recent years. The big question with the Hysteria event is, uh, will you get a little bit of a scrimmage? That is really what especially the adult fans want to see. The introductions are fun. The contests they do are fine. Uh, Some years you get a scrimmage. uh, Some years you don't. But that is obviously uh, the big bonus. If there is a brief scrimmage there, you get an early look at the team uh, for the upcoming year. Also, probably the biggest news yesterday was Indiana in the Gavit tip-off games, as expected. I think everyone thought Indiana would be placed in that Big Ten, Big East series, uh, but we didn't know against who or where it would take place. But Indiana is going to take on Xavier, it was announced yesterday, which is interesting because former IU coach Archie Miller, uh, his brother Sean Miller, who really in many ways got his big boost, his real start at Xavier, Uh, and then went to Arizona and and then ran into some issues there. He's back at Xavier as the coach. So IU and Xavier will meet in the Gavit tip-off games. That was a a news item broke yesterday by John Rothstein of CBS Sports. All-time Indiana 3-1 in the Gavit series, uh, which began in 2015. They defeated Creighton that first year in 2015. They lost at Seton Hall in 2017, defeated Marquette in 2018, and, of course, defeated St. John's. Uh, last season in 2021. That was a big win for the Hoosiers in a non-conference schedule that really wasn't overly appealing in Mike Woodson's first year. Also, the Hoosiers 8-1 and all-time against Xavier. The last time the teams played each other was October 24th, 2007, and that was uh, Xavier's lone win uh, over the Hoosiers. So with that, uh, I think now we want you know, eight games on the schedule of non-conference opponents uh, for, for this coming year. 
Xavier this week. Last week, the big announcement was IU hosting North Carolina in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, which is always fun. I love these conference battles. Uh, the ACC Big Ten is my favorite, uh, but the Big East uh, Big Ten is great as well. Other matchups, and I just get excited about college hoops in general thinking about these matchups. Villanova at Michigan State. Of course, Indiana at Xavier. Iowa at Seton Hall. That should be a good one. Purdue will host Marquette. Butler at Penn State. Northwestern at Georgetown. Nebraska at St. John's. And Minnesota will host DePaul. That is the full Gavit tip-off games slate for this upcoming year. Also, a CBS Sports uh, story that I ran across over the weekend. Ten college players who could replicate Jaden Ivey of Purdue, Keegan Murray of Iowa, and perhaps become lottery picks uh, after the upcoming college basketball season. A handful of Big Ten players on the list, including Chris Murray, the younger brother of Keegan Murray at Iowa, who's now a pro, but also Trace Jackson Davis. The little capsule with Trace says, Jackson Davis makes the list because if he ever adds an outside shot, he has all the tools to be a modern NBA center. The only problem is that through 94 college games, he's attempted just three three-pointers and missed each of them. Will Indiana coach Mike Woodson, a veteran of the NBA, cultivate that portion of his star's player's game next season? Don't bet on it, but if it happens, Jackson Davis can be a first-round pick. I think that capsule that I just read to you from this CBS Sports story about draft prospects for next year, it was written by David Cobb, who does a great job covering college basketball in the draft. I think it sums up the upcoming season uh, in a nutshell for Trace Jackson Davis. So interesting stuff for him. Also, a couple IU football notes. Florida defensive back Amari Farrell committed to IU over the weekend. He is from Lake City, Florida. Uh, Three-star recruit, top 500 player in the class of 2023. He picked Indiana over Cincinnati, Florida State, Miami, Florida, Penn State, South Carolina, Tennessee, and many others. Also, another big name for IU football in 2023 on the offensive line is a player named Austin Barrett. Uh, he's from St. Charles, Illinois. Took an official visit recently to Indiana, uh, planning a return trip. I guess that would be an unofficial visit soon back to the campus in Bloomington. He's had really good things to say about Indiana. Seems like a real target of Tom Allen and the Hoosiers right now. Also, Drew Ellis, a former Jeff baseball player, uh, kind of unsure what was going to happen with him. Last week, he was put out uh, I should say, I don't released isn't the correct term, but put uh, available for other teams to pick him up. Uh, not sure the exact baseball term for that, but basically picked up off the wire by the Seattle Mariners. He was assigned to their AAA team in Tacoma. And what do you know, uh, he already over the weekend on Sunday was called up to the Mariners roster. He started on Sunday. He had a hit in that game, and there was also a bench-clearing brawl, if you remember, against the, uh, was it the Angels? I think the pitcher uh, and one of the outfielders for the Mariners started a big brawl. There were sunflower seeds, crates of them uh, put uh, everywhere uh, on the, uh, thrown everywhere onto the field. But Ellis, with a start there and a hit, he was idle on the Mariners roster yesterday, but now uh, it looks like staying with the Mariners for now. He could go back to Tacoma one of three players that kind of, I think, seems to be in limbo right now for what's going to happen with his future, at least over the next few days. But nonetheless, it's great to see him get a chance already to get called up to the big league club uh, in his new organization. One final note here in our opening segment, as summer league basketball 
for local high school teams really across the, the country wraps up. Two big weeks of college uh, opportunities uh, for coaches to get out on the road and recruit the high school stuff, which I love. I love that the high school coach, because of these two weeks, uh, gets more involved in recruiting with their high school players. It's not all done in July like it used to be around the club, the grassroots stuff. With that said, uh, lots of question marks about our local teams. I'm always asked, Matt, uh, you know, you track this stuff, you run the summer league. What are your thoughts after June? Uh, honestly, uh, not uh, terribly impressed with a lot of our teams. There's some potential there uh, for teams to put together good seasons. In the summer, you've got guys missing, you've got guys hurt, you've got guys playing other sports. But one team that really stood out was Providence, the defending 2A state champions in Indiana. They had a really good year, uh, just got done with uh, action at the Charlie Hughes shootout, playing in front of some college coaches up in Indianapolis. Earlier in the summer, they also won a nice tournament at uh, the U University of Southern Indiana. They won that bracket there, beating some 4A teams. Also, the Pioneers went to Wright State, went 2-1 and one there against good competition from Ohio and Michigan. And they rematched at the Charlie Hughes event over the weekend with Eastern Hancock, where, if you remember, that was the, the big game in the semi-state uh, where Max Beatty had that unbelievable three-pointer, one of the favorite calls that I've ever had here on the Big X doing that game. Uh, but they rematched with them. They knocked off Eastern Hancock in the summer and uh, had some close losses at the Charlie Hughes event to 4A schools, Christmas Attics, and Hammond Central as well. So I think coming out of the summer, if I had to pick a front runner in the area that could make a run, that could maybe get back to the state championship, uh, I think I'd go with Providence. They had a really good month of June, and Coach Miller, the boss of the Pioneers, is going to join us Thursday around 11.45 here on this program. That's our headlines for this Tuesday edition of the program. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier joins the program for the very latest in IU basketball and more. We'll talk Hoosier hysteria. We'll talk the Gavit Games matchup against Xavier, some recruiting and more with Mike after this on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. I mean, I Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Tuesday program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Read Mike's work at thedailyhoosier.com and at daily underscore Hoosier if you want to give him a follow on social media. And the Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. If you have a thought or a question or a comment on IU basketball, you can fire it down. I'll get it on the air with our segment here uh, with Mike Schumann. Mike, lots to talk about. A big off-season news day on Monday. Hoosier Hysteria set for homecoming weekend on Friday, October 7, and a big Gavit tip-off games matchup, another non-conference game on the schedule that we know about against Xavier. So a big off-season day. Yeah, it sure was, and it, it's 
kind of frustrating because you you look at the calendar and you realize you still got more than four months before all this stuff actually <laughs> happens. So the uh, coupled with the uh, you know the build up for what everybody thinks is going to be a pretty good team this year, uh, the the waiting is going to be the the hardest part. To the quote, I believe Tom Petty, if, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Um, but but yeah, you know who's your theory? I, I really like that announcement. I, I really like the thought of pairing it up. Uh, with the IU Michigan football game with homecoming weekend, um, the, the event last year I thought lacked a little bit of energy, a little bit of enthusiasm, and so I think you know putting it on a Friday night with a football game at noon the next day, I think you're going to see more more people there. You know, obviously people are are amped about this team, so I think those factors will, will make this a pretty good event uh, next year. So I thought that was a really smart move by IU. Mike, I mentioned this earlier in the show. Really, for me, and I think for most people, media fans, whoever attends, it comes down to will there be a brief scrimmage or not? I know the kids like the contest and the introductions, and it's a great day for the IU men and women, no matter what. There's no question about that. But under some coaches, they've been pro-scrimmage, and then some coaches have went back and forth, maybe because of some preseason injuries and things. But that's always the biggie, even if it's 10 minutes, just that little scrimmage, you can finally, at least in your mind, start to put all this stuff together that we've talked about, we've guessed about, we've wondered about, even if it's a brief scrimmage. So I've got my fingers crossed for fans that they see a little bit of action, but I'm not sure that I would bet on it. Yeah, it, it will be interesting. I, I I know as a kid, like the, the first exhibition game I was always so excited to, to see what these new players looked like that I had heard about but never really seen or watched and you know as Hoosier Hysteria became a thing that that became another opportunity to, to do the same thing um, as you said you know whether it's injury concerns coach preferences whatever the case may be we really haven't seen a scrimmage in a few years anyway uh, the last time that I remember one might have been the the year Romeo Langford was a freshman, if even that. It's it's definitely been a while, um, and I know that that last year, if I'm going to critique Hoosier Steria, that at that point last year when you know you did the introductions, did a dunk contest, a three point contest, the the event kind of lost its luster at that point because they they went to like a kind of a standard practice, and you know they had Coach Woodson on a microphone, but you could barely hear him and. It just it just kind of fizzled out at that point. So I, I agree a hundred percent. You know, a very loosely structured, w- low defensive effort scrimmage makes a lot of sense for for ten minutes, just, just to give the fans a flavor of what's to come and and let the let the folks that don't follow recruiting closely, don't watch videos and things like that, get their first look at the players. I I, I think it's a good idea. You know, you, you can always say you're worried about injuries or whatnot but that you know these kids play basketball every day it could happen at any point in time yeah good point and we'd be fooling ourselves if we think that the players after a long grueling summer of work in the sand pit and all the crazy stuff they do with cliff marshall uh, to stay in shape or in some cases really better their uh, physical shape in the offseason especially the incoming freshmen uh, we'd be fooling ourselves if we uh, didn't think they wanted to get out there in front of some thousands of IU diehards and play even a five- or ten-minute little exhibition. Yeah, and it's, you know, to that point, I mean, they they are not accustomed to playing in front of big crowds like that, so it's another opportunity to just kind of get some of those 
nerves out of the way. I don't know if there'll be an actual exhibition game this year. I don't think there was last year. So, you know, in some respects, the, the first game of the regular season is the first time that the new guys play in front of a, a massive crowd. And so it, it's just another way to kind of, you know, get get past that that issue as well. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, is my guest uh, talking IU basketball here in this segment. Can we talk about this non-conference schedule overall for just a moment? Xavier, the latest edition, and we'll get to that here in a minute. But my goodness, Coach Woodson and staff, they've put together quite the schedule. Big difference from year one to year two in what the non-conference portion of things looks like. Yeah, n- no doubt. And some of it's you know, not of their own doing. I mean, I, they don't make the pairings for the Big Ten ACC or, or the Gavit games. Uh, the, the part of it that is their own doing is that they they project to have a product next year that's appealing to television. And so the idea of pairing them with North Carolina in a primetime game uh, probably be the same situation with Xavier, you know, primetime game. Um, you know, those contests are a byproduct of, of having a good year and projecting to ha- have a good team. I think what's notably different is the games against Arizona and Kansas. Uh, you know, the Kansas game being a replacement for the, the Crossroads Classic, which is an event I really liked and enjoyed, but understand the the logic in, in moving on from that. And as long as you can continue to replace it, on that weekend with a game of the magnitude of Kansas, it makes a heck of a lot of sense to, to go in that direction. And then, you know, Arizona out in Vegas is just a unique opportunity that I think will be, uh, you know, a lot of fun and a good chance for, for fans to, to pack in an IU game around uh, what will probably be a fun weekend for a lot of people out there in Vegas. So I, I think it's a move towards a more national product. Uh, recruiting is going national as well. I think it's really the way you have to go if you if you really want to put a nationally relevant program on the floor. So it, it, they are all moves that, that I think will make a lot of sense, but it's going to be a major test. I think you know there's an 18-day stretch there where they're going to play North Carolina, Arizona, Kansas, and two Big Ten teams. Um, that, that's going to tell us pretty much everything we need to know about whether or not these early expectations are legit. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. Let's dig into the Xavier matchup, part of the Gavit tip-off games a little bit more. It's an intriguing matchup. I think it's a good matchup for Indiana. I don't know everything about Xavier right now. New coach, obviously, Sean Miller coming back there, but not a top-tier team like a North Carolina or someone of that nature. And the Miller connection with his brother Archie uh, out of Indiana now. Uh, and, in fact, both of those guys, the brothers in the same conference now, the Atlantic 10, Sean at Xavier and Archie at Rhode Island. I think that's interesting. But the fact that uh, Sean and IU will play, uh, that connection is, is always going to be a sidebar story that I'm sure we have a lot of future conversations about. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, Sean's connection to Archie, Jerome Hunter playing there. Uh, both. That's right. I forgot about him. Both IU assistants, Kenya Hunter uh, and Brian Walsh, have connections to Xavier. Hunter was actually an assistant under Sean Miller when uh, when he did his first tour of duty at Xavier. And Hunter and Sean Miller recruited Brian Walsh to play at, at Xavier. That was his first stop before he transferred. So there's a lot of connections between the two programs, a lot of interesting storylines there. And I, and I think it's a good... 
uh, road matchup for for Indiana to just go out and test themselves uh, early in the season. That'll that'll be their first big true road game of the year if, if they schedule the GABA games the way they normally do the the second full week of the season. And you know, I, as you said, I don't think Xavier projects to be you know a, a top twenty five type team, but they're they're they have talent. They're always good. It's a tough place to play. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be comparable to kind of one of those middle of the pack Big Ten road games that are always tough, and you, and you better be ready. And you know, say what say what Indiana fans want to say about the Millers. They they are good coaches. That you know, Sean has a really strong track record, both from his time at Xavier and Arizona. He's gonna have a team ready to go. I'm sure for his own purposes, that game will be a little bit personal to him. I, I know he doesn't want to lose to Indiana. He, he said some things over the last couple of months that, that suggest he's got some bitterness towards the way things went down with his, his brother. So um, b- by all accounts, I think that'll be a high-profile game and a, and a really good opportunity for, for Indiana to, to go out and build some early momentum and confidence. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, my guest. Mike, you mentioned that as the schedule goes more national, we're seeing IU's recruiting reach go more national as well. And I've mentioned this with you and multiple IU experts, as we call you here on the show, about Kenya Hunter and Yasir Roseman and even Mike Woodson and his connections in different places, different portions of the country that maybe IU hasn't been as involved in, at least on a regular basis. Uh, However, as recruiting does go more national, and that's evident by the number of offers and where these kids are located at. Uh, one of the biggest races heating up in a big way this summer has been right in our backyard in Indianapolis where you're located, and that's with Xavier Booker of Indianapolis Cathedral. And I feel like there's something to report almost daily on his recruiting, a new scholarship offer, another visit. He's been to IU twice now, maybe in the last three, three and a half months, which is I think good for Indiana fans, and he had a nice showing with his cathedral team at the Charlie Hughes event, and of course the IU coaches, among so many others, were there to watch Booker and his uh, cathedral team. You had a chance to catch up with him after one of his games. That story is available at thedailyhoosier.com, but what was your takeaway from your conversation with Xavier as far as where things stand with Indiana at the moment? Well, it seems like, you know, I, I completely agree with your point that his recruitment is newsworthy almost every day as, as new schools enter the mix, but it seems like that may be starting to peak and it may be, you know, where he's got a pretty good feel for, for who's starting to really be serious, who, who's really going to stay in, in, involved throughout the process. And, and it, it's probably good timing for him because he's, you know, he's, getting in towards the, the back half of the summer here, and, he, and he's going to have to start thinking about senior year official visits. And, and that's what he told me is, you know, he's paying close attention to which schools, you know, not not just have offered, but are, are really, you know, really showing that they're really interested. And, and I think part of what came out of that Charlie Hughes event is, you know, what coaches showed up. I mean, I don't know how many offers he's got at this point. It's it's north of 30, I'm sure, of, you know, legit high major schools that could could push if they wanted to. But, you know, the, there were a handful of schools that were consistently there at all four of his games, you know, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Purdue, IU, Michigan, Michigan State. They, they had some sort of presence there at all the games. Um, IU had three assists. Three, 
assistance there, or actually two assistants and Jordan Holes there for, for his last game on Sunday. Um, and I, I think he's starting to notice that as well as, you know, who's, who's calling him, who's, who's really paying attention. I think, I think he's, he knows he has to start distilling this down into a smaller group that, that he can really start to, to process. And I, I think that's where he's getting to at this point. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier, joining us for the latest on IU. Mike, uh, the Charlie Hughes event was a good one. We had Kyle Neddenrip with us late last week to preview things. Um, anybody else stand out? I know there were some young prospects uh, as well from our state that uh, I know had a lot of college coaches buzzing and watching their games. But anyone else from an IU recruiting perspective that Indiana is involved with now or maybe could get involved with, catch your eye, uh, in Indianapolis over the weekend? I'll give you one that I don't think IU will get involved with, just for a quick plug, because he blew me away on, on Sunday, and then another that, that IU is involved with. Um, but the one they're not, probably not going to get involved with is Marcus Burton out of Penn High School. Um, ma- main reason being is because it, he's 2023, and IU already has a 2023 commit in, in that class. But he was the, the point guard that went up against Booker in, in that final game with the IU staff there. And he ended up at 35 points in that game. Just, I would say he completely controlled, uh, dominated the game and pin dominated the game against, you know, a defending state champion team in cathedral. Um, just did it all, you know, made threes, made, got to the rim. Um, nobody could stay in front of him, uh, defensively, uh, just made everything he shot. He, he, I'd say somewhere between Leland Walker, who was a top prospect in this 2022 class that ended up mid-major, and Yogi Ferrell. And I, and I use those two because they're both kind of undersized point guards, and that's probably the knock on Burton as he's 5'10-ish, somewhere in that range. And, you know, the coaches I talked to on Sunday said if there's anything holding him back from high major, that's it. But he, but he is incredibly impressive, and I won't be – Surprise at all if he ends up high major at some point in his college career. But the, the guy IU is recruiting, and I would say stood out to me more than anyone else at the whole event, was Jalen Harrelson out of Fishers High School. I think we probably talked about him before here. But, man, that, that kid, he just turned 15 in April. But every time I see him, I feel like he's, you know, 18, 20 years old. You, you have to actually sit and talk to him to, to kind of get the sense of how young he is when he when he starts talking to you, when he smiles, you, you see the youth in his face, but watch him on the court. He's got a scowl on his face. He's built like a, a high school linebacker. He plays like a linebacker. Gets to the rim whenever he wants. And in his game against Xavier Booker, I think he had 27. You know, he's just going into his sophomore year of high school and he's dominating at that level. Um, I think he's going to end up being, you know, a top 25 national prospect. You know, Indiana's going to do everything they can in that one, but I think it's going to end up being a national recruitment. But could not be more impressed with him, you know, not just on the court but off it. Just a really polished, impressive young man. Yeah, no question. Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. My guest, Mike, as always, appreciate your expertise. Uh, lots of stuff going and getting ready now for a busy month of July recruiting as Booker and others get back with their travel teams and Lots of opportunities to, to see them in action here over the next two and a half, three weeks. And a lot of that will be played in front of college coaches. You can bet that the IU coaches will be all over the country in the month of July. And you can bet that no matter where they're at, they're going to have somebody assigned to just tracing 
Booker's schedule around the Midwest and really around the country uh, as he plays in front of a lot of coaches this July. Mike, thank you. Uh, we'll do it again next Tuesday. Thank you, Matt. Always enjoy it. All right. We will head to a commercial break. We'll come back with our final segment of the hour, and that is Mike Pegram of Pigs.com. And if you were listening in the opening segment today, you heard me tell you this is Pigs' final segment uh, as he announced his retirement earlier uh, in the month from the Pigs.com website that he founded so many years ago. And uh, we're going to have some fun in this segment. We'll talk a little IU basketball, but I want to recognize Mike for all of the work that he's done uh, for IU basketball and football fans, not just here locally, but across the country. He's been a great voice of reason on this program since its inception Tuesdays in our third segment. So look forward to a final chat with Peegs coming up next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back here on this Tuesday program. Mike Pegram, Pigs.com, with us for his final segment, at least on a regular basis. And you've heard me say a couple times over the course of this show uh, how appreciative I am of Mike, his support of this program, me even as a young guy coming up, and all that he's done for IU basketball fans uh, really across the country. And so today we'll mix in some IU basketball talk, but I kind of want to give a tribute to Pigs and uh, go back through the years of the original IU website out there to cover the team, and really one of the first that I can ever remember for any team in the country that covered recruiting. And you know how rabid fans are here in our state, our area. We talk basketball uh, year-round and get into all the recruiting stuff, and Mike has been really the expert when it comes to doing that and how modern recruiting coverage works. So, Mike, welcome into the show Congratulations, thank you, and uh, your voice of reason on this program every Tuesday has really become an institution, and uh, I can't thank you enough for what you've done for me and for this show. A voice of reason, that's actually a pretty good compliment. Thank you, Matt. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's because I have raised kids and, and went through a lot of crap in my life, but uh, I... Uh, no, I can't I can say how much I've enjoyed talking to you and help watching you grow into this program from a young teenager uh, that I first met many years ago, and I'm uh, going to miss the show. Absolutely. You know, I want to go back to the time when you and I first uh, met, and I, I've, I've recalled this story a few times with my dad. There was a, a Holiday Inn right off the exit in Columbus, and my father was kind enough to take me to the Holiday Inn where I would meet Mike Pegram, and in your minivan, we would scoot up to Indianapolis or beyond for the Nike All-America camp, which back in the day, and this is you know my middle school, early high school years, uh, it was a hard pass to get. I mean, only parents, only college coaches uh, got in, and they were very strict about the media that they let in as well. But you had the connections and the credentials to get those passes. And Mike, 
some of my earliest memories of your website and you, once we kind of formed a friendship, was you and I sitting at Nike All-America Camp on the campus of IUPUI with two or three courts in the same building, watching the best 200 players or so in the country. And I looked to the left one time, and Michael Jordan was there uh, talking to campers, and maybe his son was involved in the camp that year. And then if you look to the right on the same bleachers we were sitting, I think uh, maybe the IU coach at the time, I, I don't know if it was Coach Davis, I can't remember, but Coach K and, and some of the legendary coaches. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting with Peegs, and we're watching great <laughs> basketball, and we've got all yeah. these legendary basketball figures within 10, 20, 30 feet of us. I was in hog heaven. I think the last Nike camp I went to, uh, LeBron James and his friends came down and sat next to me, and then on my right, oh, they were on my left, and on my right was Coach K. It was uh, those were those were good times, uh, and uh, that was a great collection of talent too. So we learned so much. I miss those days really. Uh, just forty five minutes up the road for me, and, and all that going on. Oh. Yeah, it was it was an awesome stop. So much has changed in the grassroots and AAU and camp landscape. It's hard to even see the resemblance to some of it, to be quite honest. But uh, Mike, another question I had for you, just kind of general thinking back through your many years of covering IU basketballs, how have you seen recruiting and team coverage and media coverage of college basketball and sports change? Because when you started this, and I call you the original for a reason, there really weren't examples. Maybe Carolina had a site, maybe Duke did, I can't remember, but you were right there as one of the front runners in this game. How has it all changed over the years, and how have you managed to stay on top? Well, I do think I had a good trust with the Indiana fans, and they uh, also trusted my ability to describe a player, whether he was good or, or not so good in certain areas of the game, and whether he might actually help the team down the road. Um, and I think that things have changed a little bit. I mean, things have changed a lot. I mean, I can go, go on and talk for an hour on that, but... Uh, I could see right away that really needed a site to kind of pull everything together on one page of what was going on with the team and and uh, really enjoy kind of giving them an early look at players. That that was fun. But there were some other guys that, that were doing the same, and we often got together and talked about doing our own network, but bigger corporate types kind of beat us to it, rivals in 247, uh, Scout, and, and all that. I've, I've been surprised at how many networks we still have today. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mike Pegram, my guest, this is his final regular segment on the program. We're just kind of reminiscing about all the basketball and coverage of IU basketball. He's really brought to IU fans uh, far and near and wide uh, across the country uh, in the last 20-plus years. Uh, Mike, another question that someone asked me to relay to you, has there been an IU coach over the years that has been the most receptive to your coverage and the most welcoming of maybe some interviews or some inside info, because I'm not going to give specifics away and I'd have to think long and hard to really remember the truth, but you can, you would text and you had some great relationships over the years with coaches that were willing to tip you off about prospects, or even at times maybe ask your thoughts on someone that you had seen. You really had some good relationships, I think with the IU coaches over the years. Yeah, I would say Mike Davis was the nicest to me because I was actually helpful to him 
I got him to speak at my golf outing one time when he was assistant and I helped him kind of overcome his shyness. So he was always grateful for that. And we talked a lot about recruits and so forth um, on the phone. And um, Kelvin Sampson here was interesting. and they, they specifically assigned an assistant to me. Now, you could talk to this guy, you know. I've never had that happen with another staffer said, hey, you talk to the X guy. He, they, they, had, they had their internet guy. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and uh, Tom Crean, I still talk to Tom. Tom actually lives uh, just up the road from me now. Um, and we were talking the other day about uh, best ice cream places to go in this area. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, Archie, Archie was pretty good with me. And uh, and, and the new staff, Mike Whitson, once and I, we, we talked about his Training is getting back from injury and training in the Royer Pool at uh, the Hyper Building because I was a swimmer for IU. So we have a lot of lot in common in, in that regard. Come from a little bit of the same era. So it's Mike, been an what, interesting run of coaches. Mike, what will you miss most about this daily routine? And, and sometimes I think we'd call it a grind as far as all the coverage of the different sports and the recruiting. Is there an area of it that you will, will miss the most? I will miss uh, seeing a player um, before anybody knows how darn good he's going to be. Um, and I, I can go through all the lot of players I saw. Sometimes I would see a player that I didn't even know who he was, and I could immediately tell he's going to be an NBA player. And that is there's a there's a high you get from that. I can't really describe it, but I will miss being the first to know that this guy is going to be a nationally known player, and and, and or maybe an NBA All Star. And uh, but you do it enough, you get a gut instinct on these things, and and you just know, and, you, and sometimes you know it before anybody else does. And there's a high you get from that. I can't really describe it. Yeah, very interesting, Mike. Uh, I, I need to note this: you're retiring, uh, but you still, at this point, remain the owner of the Pigs.com Enterprise. So you'll be around and perhaps involved at times in some of the back end stuff, and so. When there's some really big news, I hope that we can catch up with you from time to time. But uh, you will still have an ownership role with the site. You're just stepping away from the daily duties, which will now be head, uh, headed by Jeff Rabjohns. And I know you've made some other staff uh, additions and changes here recently to help with this transition. Yeah, and I, I don't even know exactly what, what my level of involvement will be. I just know that I've uh, well, I'm going to maintain ownership, and uh, I still may be involved with macro decisions here and there. I just know that, you know, I'm 60 now, and I have the ability to come down here in Florida now uh, to kind of step back a little bit from it. And it's, it's, it's a hard job, especially with social media and all the impact. You really need to be watching your phone all the time and, and being really online, uh, 24 hours a you know not 24 hours a day but you know 12 hours a day that that that's hard so I'm Absolutely. down here now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike Pegram, Peaks.com. Mike, again, I can't thank you enough uh, for your voice on this show on Tuesdays and our friendship over the years. You helped me get started, and I'm forever uh, grateful for that. All right, Matt. Best of luck to you, man. Take care. Thank you very much, Mike Pegram, Peaks.com. He's been great with us on Tuesdays. And uh, glad to see him uh, move into the retirement phase. couple texts about Mike on the text line. 
Uh, congrats uh, on your retirement, Mike. One texter writes, I've been reading articles on the PIG site for years. You will be missed. Enjoy your retirement and live life to the fullest. And another texter says, for Mike Pegram, if presented with the opportunity to join the IU Athletics Hall of Fame for your work in journalism, would you accept? Well, I'm sure he would, and let's hope that Mike gets an honor like that uh, coming down the line in the future. Thanks for being with us here on Tuesday. No show tomorrow because of the Bats game, but back on Thursday, this is the Hoosier Report with Bat Dennison.